It's time to break the mold of what you've been taught your entire adult life. Welcome to Happily Ever Employed. A career is a business, and you should run it like a business. Every episode of Happily Ever Employed will teach you just how to focus on how to do that. We'll interview everybody. From people trying to figure it out to CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. This is Happily Ever Employed. And this is Deetra Giles. Deetra, how do I get a job in a career that I'm not currently in when I've been in this career for a long time and not have to be in the poorhouse to do it? So we've been talking about this for two set two episodes now, and now we're in our third episode talking about it. And this is the last episode. I say that, but you know how you all are. You'll send me a DM and then I'll be in here having another session about this very thing. But I'll keep doing it because I love you all with my whole heart area. You know that I love you with my whole heart area. But this is episode three on this topic. And in this episode, I want to talk about the importance of your network. The importance of your network in getting that job that's not in the career that you currently have. Listen to me, your network can open doors that degrees and years of experience don't even know exist. Let me say that one more time. Your network can open doors that degrees and years of experience don't even know exist. There are people, and you know this, you know this to be true. There are people that can make one phone call snap and everything happens. There are people that can make one phone call and a check is signed. There are people that can make one phone call and things are done. I remember working with a client, um, a pretty large, large, one of my larger clients, Fortune uh, 500 company. And I was working with them. And and when you work with companies of that size, there is a lot of red tape when it comes to getting invoices paid and getting into their system and all all the rigmarole that comes with that. There's a lot of, when I say a lot, I mean a lot of red tape. And so my invoice was taking a very long time to get through. And every time I called accounts payable, they they gave me more red tape. And and I'm a very. I was going to say I'm a very compliant person, Eh, whatever. I try to follow the rules, but when the rules seem to be restrictive instead of helpful, I started to try to figure out ways to make maneuvers. So I, after going through this red tape for a little bit longer than I wanted to, I made a phone call. Now, what they told me is this is the process that has to be done. These are the rules that we have to follow. It can't be done any other way. And from this day to this day, is that how long it takes? You get this done and then this gets done. And they gave me this whole process that people follow. I made one phone call, one phone call now. Now, my you say one example that morning I called and said, hey, it's been past the net time for this space. So let's say they have a net 30. You submit your invoice. That means net 30 means 30 days from that day. You should be getting paid. I've done my net 30, let's say. And now we're in day 45 and you're still telling me there's stuff that needs to be done and it's going to be even longer. Okay, cool. I called that morning. They said, oh, no, this hasn't been done. And from this being done to your check is, let's say, 10 days. 
I said, cool. So you're telling me I've already waited the time period I was supposed to wait, which is 30 days. And now you are telling me it'll be another. And I gave you a, a few days grace period. So let's say I gave you a, maybe three days grace period. So now we're at 33 days. And now you're telling me it'll be 10 days from this day before I get paid. So it'll be 43 days when I'm supposed to get paid in 30. Yes. Is there anyone I can talk to? No. Is there any way around this? No, this is the process. Cool. Got off the phone, called a decision maker. Guess when I got paid after I got off the phone with that person? By the next day, I had a direct deposit in my account because of my network. Because of my network. My network was able to open doors that my degrees and experience didn't even know existed. Because what I was told with my degrees and my experiences, this is the process. What my network said is <laughs> there's another process we can go through. Now, we'll talk about that example in a minute, but I first want to talk about using how to develop and, and use your network. So the first thing you need to know is it takes your network about two to three years to start to work for you. About two to three years to start to work for you. So that means if... I need to use my network today. The network that's really available to help me was established two to three years ago or more. This means for you, don't wait till you need your network to start building your network. And some of us, the minute we think, oh, you know what? I, I want to go get a job over at X. That's when we start going on LinkedIn or asking people, hey, do you know somebody over at that company? It's too late. If if you see that ExecuPrep posted a position, my company ExecuPrep posted a position and you realize I would really like to work at ExecuPrep. I'm going to now go and slide into Dietra's DMs or on Instagram or hit her up on LinkedIn and I've never hit her up before, never, never reached out and said, you know what? I really like that podcast. It's making a difference in my life. You know what? Thank you for doing that. You've never hit me up before. And all of a sudden you come in and say, Deetra, I saw you have a chief operating officer position open. I would really love that chief operating officer position. Guess what? The people who are probably going to get that chief operating officer position are already hitting me up. We've been talking and this is actually a real life situation because I've been talking for a while within the next year or so. We're probably going to add a chief operating officer to the company. And there are people that are already talking to me right now. They're part of my network right now and throwing their hat in the ring and adding value to my my life and business currently. So when I post that position, if it if it ever gets posted and you slide in my DMs having never spoken to me, what are the odds of you being top consideration for that position versus someone who started talking to me two, three, five, ten years ago? So understand that when you need your network, it's not the time to build your network. Your network takes two to three years to work for you. So start building it now. 
Also in that two to three year time frame and sometimes five years, what also happens is you will recognize that people are moving through the organization. There are people that I met, let's say five years ago. And when I met them, they were the admin assistant. Now they are the department director five years later. And when I met them as an admin assistant, they weren't able to make decisions. And now they had, they control purse strings and they can hire my company. Remember, we built that relationship two, three, four, five years ago. And now when they have purse strings, they remember their network. Hey, Dietra, we've been talking for five years. My department needs X. I think your company does that. Would you be interested? Heck yeah, I'm interested. So number one, build the network in the first place. It takes two to three years to work before you start building it now. Number two, if you build a network and don't stay connected, it is useless. Do not be a a connections hoarder is what I call them. There are these people that go out and not so much in the COVID environment, but back before then, and it will happen again once outside opens up. There are people that I call connections hoarders. They go out, they get business cards, they go to LinkedIn, they connect with everybody, and they have 50,000 connections on LinkedIn, 5 million Facebook friends, 100,000 IG follow, all that stuff, and they really don't communicate or connect with any of those people. Having a bunch of connections that you don't connect with is just as bad as having no connections at all. Just because you and I are first connections on LinkedIn does not mean we are truly a part of a network. If you connected with me once on LinkedIn and the only time I heard from you was when you sent me that connection, then guess what? When you reach out to me because there's something I can help you with, there's a person I can connect you with, it's the same as if we never met before. And let me tell you how I know. Because on LinkedIn, I do, I try to do a pretty good job of reaching out to my network, let's say at least about twice a year. So maybe I'll send everybody a, you know, happy new year message and, and some message along the way just to stay connected to my network. Now, when you reach out to me, it shows me the last communication that we had. When I look at the communication you sent me, in July and realized the last communication we had was me sending you a happy new year message. And then I scroll up in the message before that it was a, you know, welcome to November message. And then the message before that was a happy new year for the previous year. Guess what I know? We are not in a network. You are a connections hoarder. So find simple ways. One of the things I do is, like I said, just told you, I try to send my network a message, just a, hey, how you doing message at least twice a year, just to say, remember, you and I are part of a network. Glad you're part of my network. And this third part is add value. In that message where I reach out at least twice a year, part of that message is, thank you for being a part of my network. Please let me know how I may help you. Some of you have gotten that message and reached out to me. And what's always funny to me is that people are shocked when they reach back out. They're like, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. You really do respond and help. Heck, yeah. I mean it. I, I absolutely mean it. I'm, I'm willing to help you if I can. And not because you may be able to do something for me one day, but because I'm genuinely interested in helping you. But what I also know is in the event that you're able to reciprocate, you remember, 
People want to help helpful people. Now, here's what I will tell you. Don't be fake about it and don't abuse your network. Don't be fake about it and don't abuse your network. I'm going to go back to the example I gave you earlier of me working with a large organization, calling a decision maker and getting paid in a day when they told me it would take 10 days. So now someone can hear that and say, oh, my gosh, Dietra, you circumvented the system. Oh, country, I move for I That's not how I do things. What you heard in that story was I followed the system and the system did not work as it should have. So I was able to call the person in my network and say, hey, this is what I've done. I followed the system. I followed the rules. The rules didn't work and they were able to work on my behalf. So never put your network in a situation where you are asking them to do something illegal, unethical or violate the rules. And my, my, when I call a person my network and they said, absolutely, that's not how that works. Someone on our side made an error. I am going to get that fixed. So never, ever, ever, when you're using your network, never put your network in a position to be unethical, do something illegal or violate the rules. Number two, always be willing to help even if they have nothing to offer you. There are people that you will help and that help will come back to you just because that's how the world works. There are people that I've helped out that may never, ever, ever be able to do something for me. But it's not always about what people can do for you. People want to help helpful people even if you're not helping them out. So the fact that you know that I help somebody else or the fact that I know that you help somebody else makes me want to help you because I know that if we could get more helpful people in the world, we'll all get help. So be a helpful person. I want to help. People want to help helpful people. So two things to add to that. Be a helpful person. First of all, be willing to offer help. Don't be a leech. Always be willing to help others. And two, never put your network in a situation where you're asking them to do something illegal, unethical, or a violation of the rules. So if you want to transfer jobs, go from the career you are to a career you haven't been in and still make good money, your network is the key. Because I want you to remember that your network can open doors that degrees and experience don't even know exist. I appreciate you for listening to Happily Ever Employed. Don't just change your life, change your friend's life and make sure to share this podcast. You can find me at Deetra Giles on Facebook or D-U-G-I-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me, you can reach me at D-U-G-I-L-E-S at execuprep.com. That's E-X-E-C-U-P-R-E-P.com. And remember, I love you with my whole heart area. So go out, be great, unapologetically and on purpose.